0: vano shri gobhi <laughs> gobha Rima amritam bani bhi bhi radhi rajana priyam priyakar rahu nirmasar rahu pujisam nanashastra vishasna jintanpunam sadharmasanga saapakal Lokanam hita karanam tri bhuvane manam saranyaknaam nanasa shasharam tanipanam saddharmasam sapakam Rukanam Hitakarinam Ibumane Mannam Sannakaran Radha Krishna Padaram in the Bhaganandina Matwaliko Bande Lupa Sannathana Rakujukam इसना कीतना गाना तना प्रणो
1: Go Magana to meet salakaya Chucksu room with tasmai sri gurave namaha. sweet Buja, Conakabata, too. Sunkeet Kamalaya, Tuxo, Fish from yugadharma Pado. Vande Jagat Priyakolo Karunlavo Taro. One day she Krishna Chaitanya Nitanando Sahodito. Gurudai pushpavanto chitra Chitro Sundo Tamuno. One day Ramakrishno Abhayo Charano Paramanando Sundaro Subalaprio. Hey Krishna, Kardana Sindhu, Inabandu Jagatpate Gopisha Gopika Shagopi, Kakanta, Ada Kanta, no most today. Tap Gurangi, Radhe, Brinda, Vanishwari, Sute Devi, Pranamami Huddi
2: Hare Krishna. Sri Gaudiya Vaishnav Guru Parampara Ki Jai, Sri Jiva Goswami Ki Jai, Sat Ki Jai, Anantako Devaishnavind Ki Jai. Glorious devotees, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to speak on Shri Jiva Goswami's Krishna Sandarbha. Uh, we're going to begin uh, this series by first doing a little review of uh, the Sut darbas in general. And then we're going to today uh, go into the Tattvasan uh, the Mangalacharna specifically, because this Mangalacharna for this Tattvasan is actually applicable to the entirety. Of Sri Jiva Goswami's presentation. So, as you know, uh, Srila Jiva Goswami was the the youngest of the Goswamis. He was a nef- nephew of Sanatan and Rupa Goswami, the son of Vallabha uh, Anupam, uh, who passed early, and uh, he was inspired by the. Um, by his uncles, uh, so much so that at a very young age, uh, he wanted to renounce everything. And uh, he actually did so. Uh, doing so, he uh, went to uh, Navadweep, and there he had the association of Lord Gen- Lord Nicananda, uh, who encouraged him to uh, go on to um, Banars and uh, re- receive some preliminary uh, education in um, all the different schools of thought, the saddarshan. And that he did. And he learned from uh, Madhusudana uh, Vachas, Vachaspati. And there uh, he got an overview of, all, of the um, Astika, the theistic uh, Indian philosophy, and also the Gnostica, the atheistic uh, schools. So there are six uh, Astika schools, and of those, uh, Vedanta is the most uh, most prominent for uh, the Vaishnav community. After that, he went on to Vrindavan and he directly took association with, he had association with Sanatan and Rupa, Gopal Bhattad Goswami, and they completely schooled him in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Um, although, for social per- reasons, neither sadan nor rupa uh, accepted direct disciples uh, because they considered themselves themselves fallen uh, in the terms of society uh, because they had been contaminated by bad association uh, having worked in, uh, having served a, a muslim uh, ruler uh, before they uh, took shelter of rindavan so still they did not they never felt themselves um, they never felt that they should uh, go against the um, the social norms of the day, But we note that, uh, Rupa Goswami did accept Jiva Goswami as his direct disciple, and uh, as far as we know, uh, this is the only disciple that uh, uh, either Sanatana or Rupa uh, accepted. Now, a couple things that we have from uh, Jiva Goswami, which are quite amazing, uh, is the whole terminology, uh, where our sampradaya uh, takes shelter of their their understanding of divinity. Uh, this phrase we hear, achinta beta beta tatva, um, simultaneously one and in de- different, um, inconceivably one and in different. Uh, this, uh, actually, this term itself was, uh, was coined by Sri Jiva Goswami. And not only that, but Jiva Goswami was so prolific in his writing that uh, uh, he was second only to Srila Vyasadeva himself. It's said that he composed some 400,000 Sanskrit verses. Uh, this would be the equivalent of four Mahabharats, <laughs> so uh, quite astounding his his literary contribution. But what we'll find as we dive deeper into um, the Sundarbas, specifically, is um, how he basically gave real. A real standing to Gaudiya Vaishnavism uh, and the the message of Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu um, uh, through his writing and through the Sundarbhas. So uh, let's go on to an overview of the Sundarbhas themselves. As I said, the Sundarbhas are are a presentation of the of the viewpoint of knowledge epistemology um, of the Gaudiya sampradaya and it's it's quite radical what sri shaitanya came and gave was was for the day extremely uh, in opposition to um, the norms of Vaishnavism that had been in place for centuries. Uh, those norms centered around a substantiation of a sampradayic viewpoint regarding divinity um, that centered on uh, the prastana trai. So uh, prior to the advent of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, what we find is that the the a school of thought of Vaishnavism would be would be supported would be uh, held up by um, the main acharyas uh, promoting different schools of Vaishnav thought uh, through the. Uh, What's called the uh, the three highways, the three great gateways uh, to knowledge, one being Bhagavad Gita, uh, the ten Upanishads, the primary ten Upanishads, and the Vedanta Sutra. So the Acharyas of different Vaishnava lineages would would provide a um, a commentary on Vedanta Sutra, on the Bhagavad Gita, and, and their commentary on the main Upanishads would constitute the viewpoint of uh, the Sampradayak idea. So, of course, this was there for Ramanuja uh, Ramanuja and um, Madhva, but Along comes Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu and his focus is not on the Vedanta Sutra. His focus is not on Bhagavad Gita. Uh, the focus of his uh, attention is to uh, the Srimad Bhagavatam and specifically at his time, uh, the commentary of Sridhar Swami, uh, who is also of... Uh, from the Sri um, Sankaracharya line. So this uh, this was a revolution, a spiritual revolution for the day, uh, so to speak. Uh, This new viewpoint that uh, really, if we want to enter into the, the heart of theistic Vedanta, that we should do throw through the Srimad Bhagavatam as opposed to as opposed to the prastana trai. Now, what we find that Jiva Goswami does is he fortifies this position uh, by as we'll find as we go on in the Tatva Sandarbha, uh, where we come to the section where he discusses his methodology, and his methodology is unique in this regard. His methodology is he uses the commentaries of Ramanuja and Madhva and Sridhar Swami to basically prove his this conclusion that of all Entrance ways into uh, theistic thought uh, of all entryways, Srimad Bhagavatam is is the topmost. Now I don't I don't know if we we actually can uh, if we actually can really understand uh, fully what this meant. But imagine uh, your, uh, your Abrahamic tradition. Imagine like uh, walking into the Catholic tradition and you take the Catholic tradition, of course, is, is centered on uh, their understanding of the Bible. And automatically saying, now set the Bible aside, and really you just need to take this one aspect of of spiritual thought that's in Christianity, and this should become central. We're going to set aside the the Bible is central, and take uh, whatever a, a specific I'm not familiar enough, unfortunately, uh, to 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 give some. Uh, some full comparison there. But to, to set aside the Prasthana Trai, this, this is extraordinary um, for the time. And of course, all of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, you know, Sankirtan uh, movement was in itself extraordinary to the whole Kirtan of, of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, was so extraordinary. But I, uh, I hope through these presentations, I can bring you into the, the heart of what distinguishes us um, specifically in regards to the other theistic uh, Sampradayas, what distinguishes the Gaudiya Sampradaya, and why this distinction is so significant in spiritual revelation. So let me move forward a little bit and so we don't get just hung up in this discussion. Um, so an, uh, an overview of the Sundarbas. The Sundarbas are, are referred to both as the Sundarbas, meaning the six Sundarbas. They're also referred to as the Bhagavat Sandarbha because the entirety of the Sandarbhas utilize um, the Srimad Bhagavatam, the Bhagavat. So they're known as the Bhagavat Sandarbha because they fully bring out the meaning of um, the Srimad Bhagavatam. And they fully give the, um, the perspective of the Gaudias, in regards to spirituality by utilizing um, what is there in, in the Bhagavatam. So the Sandarbhas are basically divided into three sections. Um, First, the first section dealing with Sambandhagyan, uh, the second dealing with uh, Abhideya, and the third Prayojan. This is done in six books. Uh, the first four books dealing with Gyan, being the Tattva Sandarbha, the Bhagavat Sandarbha, the, the Paramatma Sandarbha, and the Krishna Sandarbha, uh, which we're going to work our way up to in these first classes. And then we have uh, the practice, the Avideya, which is dealt with in the Bhakti Sandarbha, and then the Prayojan uh, in the uh, preti Sandarbha. So we will begin here, first of all, with an overall understanding, uh, which we all know from the uh, Bhagavatam of the significance, according to our gaudious uh, perspective, of, of the Bhagavatam. The Bhagavatam is the literary manifestation of Krishna himself after he departed 5,000 years ago. Krishna swa dharma pagate, dharma jana dibisaha kalau nastadrisam esa purana dunodita. This Bhagavat Purana is as brilliant as the sun, and it has arisen just after the departure of Lord Krishna to his own abode, accompanied by religion, knowledge, etc. Persons who have lost their vision due to the dense darkness of ignorance in the age of Kali. Shall get light from this piranha. It's going to be here. Um, excuse me while I get used to this uh, method of, of giving classes online. So. The satsandarbhas are, are the most thorough and systematic presentation of the philosophy and theology of Srimad Bhagavatam. And I like to look at it somewhat like this. Of course, As Guru Maharaj has often said, he says, the Bhagavat Purana, the Srimad Bhagavatam, is this around which... All Gaudiya Vaishnavism revolves, and what Jiva Goswami's done is he has truly brought out the full understanding of that Sun, and we notice that, and and we'll see through his through this presentation of the Sundarvas that. Uh, he substantiates the Siddhanta and the conclusions that he's going to give us regarding spirituality uh, by utilization of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, We'll get to a deeper understanding of that when we get to his methodology. Uh, But we notice in doing that, that although Uh, Sankaracharya's radical interpretation of uh, Advaita Vedanta was mm, the most prominent uh, at the time, Jiva Goswami does not directly confront that because um, he utilizes the the knowledge and the commentary of Ramanuja and Madhvacharya in his own satsandarbas, and they've already dealt with uh, the radical non dualism uh, of Advaita in their own commentaries. So Let's look a little more deeply at the Tatvasandarva itself. It establishes the authority of the Bhagavad as the epistemological theory of knowledge means Praman. Um, what this means is the. The knowledge, what we what we look to to acquire knowledge is, is, a, is a, a field of science called epistemology. And of course, different schools of thought uh, go to different sources uh, for their knowledge and as the authorities for that knowledge. Uh, so Gaudiya Vaishnava is unique we want to go to the source of knowledge for everything. <laughs> it, we want a comprehensive solution, uh, not just a solution that would deal with one specific area. Uh, so this is, this is extraordinary to really get to the heart of what is the nature of being, um, we have to, first of all, be able to see that that nature of being is beyond the phenomenality that we experience in our day-to-day lives. But how can we establish that? And how can we establish that in truth in a way that will, will stand up to um, the modern schools of thought? And what I think you'll find is is... Extraordinary in the Sandarbhas of Jiva Goswami is how he is able to put forward this knowledge as presented in Srimad Bhagavatam in such a way that it can capture the mind of all of all that are looking for truth. And who isn't looking for truth? No matter where we go, uh, we want a a truthful, uh, we want truth will, will give us complete fulfillment in no matter what our endeavor may be. Um, I know it's sometimes difficult for us to accept that in, uh, uh, these very current times, within the last uh, decade or so, uh, truth seems to be pushed to the wayside in so many ways. But in essence, I think that we could say all of humanity are truth seekers uh, if they if they are if they're honest and thorough honesty is is one of the first requirements uh, for uh, somebody that's seeking the truth. And, of course, as we know, the second verse of the Bhagavat Purana itself speaks to the significance of uh, taking up uh, a quest for truth which is thoroughly honest uh, without uh, some cheating mentality. So I want to go on here to our Sundarbas. There's an overview here of the Sundarbas, but I'm going to go ahead uh, and we'll go back to that. Uh, But in today's class, I wanted to begin at least with the Mangalacharna So at the beginning of any um, any truly uh, significant uh, contribution uh, or endeavor, um, one generally will invoke auspiciousness. So similarly, Uh, we find in the writings of uh, the Vaishnavas that at the beginning of their presentations, they generally uh, give us a Mangalacharna. And the Mangalacharna consists of generally three uh, overarching um, ideas the first one being uh, an offering of respects, of obeisance to um, the predominating deity, their worshipable deity, to the Lord, uh, to their spiritual masters, uh, to the literature themselves that they look to either write or to comment upon. Um, so this is the, uh, the mama Namas, uh, Kriyatmaka of a There's also the Aservad. And the Asarvad slokas in Amangalacharna presentation um, are centered around the giving of blessings to those that are undertaking uh, the endeavor of associating uh, with the literature itself. If, and the third is the Vastu Nirdesh, which is, what's the book about? Identifying the primary subject. So I want to share with you the Mangalacharna verses. for the Satsandarbas, which are presented in full in the Tattva Sundarva. We'll in as follows. I hope everyone can see the full verse there. Um, and it's here again, we come to an amazing display at the very beginning of his presentation by Srila Jiva Goswami. Uh, at the very onset, he quotes this verse from Bhagavat Purana: Krishna Varnam Twisakrishnam, Sangopangastra parsadam Yajnai Sankirtanaprayar, Yajanti Hi Sumedasa, And then he's going to go on and he's going to specifically point out who is this personality uh, that the Bhagavatam is speaking of as that incarnation, that manifestation of the Godhead um, who appears in Kali Yuga. So a translation of the verse in English, in the age of Kali, the supreme absolute Bhagavan appears within this world, with a non-blackish complexion, and constantly sings or describes the names of Krishna, accompanied by his associates, servants, weapons, and confidential companions. Those endowed with discriminating wisdom worship the absolute in this form, primarily through sacrifice, sacrifice of the self in complete kirtan, singing the names of God, involving the totality of one's being. For Jiva Goswami to put this verse at the beginning of such a significant presentation um, is truly extraordinary when we consider the what what he's what he's out to accomplish, he's basically saying, um, this this is the purpose. This is a vastur nudesh. This is the the primary subject of the whole work here, and he's going to go on in his next verse. To say who this verse is speaking of. And this is a verse of his own composition, the second verse of his Tattva the second of his Mangalacharna verses. And this is an offering of obeisances to his God, to his understanding of the, com- uh, the complete manifestation of Bhagavan. In Kali Yuga, we take shelter of Sri Krishna Shaitanya. Through full participation of the self in complete kirtan, samkirtan, and other forms of devotion, he is golden without, while concealing his blackish complexion within, and he has revealed the transcendental majesty of his bodily limbs and of his integral associates." Jiva goes on in his Mangalacharta to offer obeisances to his primary gurus, all glories to Sri Rupa and Sanatan Goswami, who re- reside in the land of Mathura. They have engaged me in writing this book to broadcast the essential truth, Tattva, regarding Bhagavan. Then he goes on to praise Shri Gopal Bhattagoswami, a friend of Sri Rupa and Sri Sanatan, born in a South Indian Brahmin family, compiled the original version of this book after extracting the essence from the works of ancient Vaishnav masters. So he, he basically says, I, what I've done he goes on to say in detail what he's done. Some parts of his book referring to Gopal Bhatta's presentation were in order, some were not in order, and other parts were incomplete or missing. After thorough deliberation, Sri Jiva now rewrites this book in an appropriate order. So he's giving great credit to the notes and the preliminary work of Gopal Bhatta Goswami, Uh, as fundamental to his presentation of the Satsandarbhas. Now, the work of Gopal Bhattago Swami is extinct. Uh, We don't have that for any reference uh, at this time, but we can rest assured that everything of essence there is in uh, Jiv Goswami satsandarbhas. Then we come to a very important aspect of his Mangalacharna, the eligibility of the reader. And this can be a little uh, bewildering, so we're going to discuss it at a little length. Jiva Goswami says, this book may be studied only by one whose sole aspiration is to worship the lotus feet of Sri Krishna. All others are forewarned as to the implications of this investigation. He's basically saying, if this book is for people who want to enter into a thorough turning of consciousness to lord krishna so you would make question well wouldn't be the purpo- wouldn't the purpose of the outreach of the book be to bring people to krishna and really what what we will find is in addition to the Sandarbhas themselves, uh, Jiva Goswami wrote his own commentary to the first four Sandarbhas to further unpack them, and as I said, the first four Sandarbhas deal with Sambandgyan. So, in his own commentary, uh, Sarva Sam, uh, if I can find it here. Sarva Samvadini, uh, his self-commentary, um, he unpacks this further. And in that unpacking, uh, we can look to some ideas as to the nature of this uh, sixth verse, uh, sixth Anucheta. Um, All the uh, presentations of of ideas in the Sundarvas of Jiva Goswami are referred to as Anuchedas. Anuchedha uh, uh, would re- translate to mean a section. So in all these various sections, um, he doesn't call them slokas because they're not really slokas. They're ideas of thought uh, he puts forth, which will go th- to the methodology, as I said, in a while. but uh, He presents a theistic idea. He supports that idea by the Bhagavad by a verse from the Bhagavad Purana, or other uh, primary scripture, but primarily the Bhagavad Purana, and then um, he supports supports it uh, fully by the commentaries of the great scholars of the day. Ramanuj, Madhvacharya, uh, Sridhar Swami, the great commentator uh, of yore on the Bhagavat Purana. Now we as Gaudiya Vaishnavs would say would 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 naturally question: Well, why doesn't he use the the ideas put forth by uh, the Gaudiya Sampradaya itself? Why not put forth the ideas? Uh, regarding these verses of the Bhagavad Purana as given by Sanatan Goswami in his, uh, his own Brihat Bhagavatamrita or Rupa Goswami in his Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, in all these other writings of the contemporary Gaudias of the day, why aren't those used as his support in the Sandarbhas? But What the Sundarvas are doing is they are establishing Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And in order to do that, he has he is relying on and presenting Gaudiya Vaishnavism using the theistic ideas and concepts and conclusions of the great scholars and acharyas who are recognized by all Vaishnavs. This is going to give real real substance to, to his presentation. Um, Gaudiya Vaishnavism is, 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 as I said, extremely unique. It basically is going into the world of theistic thought of the day. It's, Turning it on its head. And the whole idea of the goal. Uh, as Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu inquired for Ramananda, uh, what is the goal of life and how to attain it? Up to the man, up to the advent of Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu, this goal had remained hidden, just as Sri Shaitanya himself is hidden as an avatar um, of the day. So this, this goal of praying, of love is it was wasn't put forth as the topmost. So much so that even Srila Vyasadeva himself, after compiling, after after the advent of Sri Krishna, and after putting everything in writing for the unfortunate condition of, of those in Kali Yuga, not having superior brain substance, short-lived, uh, inferior brains, uh, we, can't, we generally are not so fortunate as to hear something once and remember it for the rest of our lives, as as uh, others in other ages had that capacity of, of fine intelligence to do. So, surely, Vyasadeva himself was not was not fully satisfied, and as we know, that dissatisfaction um, resulted in. The manifestation in full of the Bhagawat Purana again uh, under his pen. He wrote it again to bring out the essence of of what is spirituality. But here we see forty five hundred years later, the no major acharyas have picked up on the point until the advent of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They haven't really got it. What was Srila Vyasudeva's contribution in presenting the Bhagavat Purana? It just, it, it, it hadn't fully taken until Krishna himself comes as Sri Shaitanya to broadcast it broadly to the world. Really, the goal is not Artha, Karma, Dhamma, Moksha. This is not the goal. This moksha of, of freedom from, from entanglement in material life is not the topmost aspiration of your spirituality it's nice to be free of suffering but that freedom from suffering pales in comparison to prem bhakti now how are we how how is that going to be conveyed and and give it in a way that it can infiltrate the fixed schools of theistic thought of the day, and specifically in the culture that it was presented. So this, this, is, this is really what is at the heart of the Goswamis codifying Sri Shaitanya Mahaprabhu's contribution to human society. There is there is a another purushartha above artha dharma kama moksha, and that is found through the dispensation. It's fully experienced through the dispensation of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now, those, of course, in his immediate circle and directly experiencing his presence, well, there was no question. They were uh, converted. They were convinced. They were fully satisfied by Sri Chaitanya Sankirtan movement, and they realized through revelation, engage through the revelation experience through engagement in kirtan, what was this message um, of prem bhakti? Now, the Goswamis they have to locate Lord Chaitanya's theology. They have to locate it on the map, so to speak. Not only that, but they have to plant a flag which flies above all others as to its significance. And this is done primarily through this presentation of Srila Jiva Goswami's. I like to look at it this way. It is not that he, his presentation was more significant than that of his uncles and the other Goswamis. It's not that it was more significant, but when we look at the sun of the Bhagawat Purana, if we look at that and take that analogy a little step further, sometimes on the sun there are flares. So, the Bhagavad Purana is Krishna incarnate. And sometimes there is a sun flare of, of amazing significance as to the nature of the Supreme Absolute, Sri Krishna. And that flare may come in the form of one of the Goswamis completely detailing the nature of rasa so we have a the rupa goswami presenting human society with the bhakti rasa sindhu or we have the presentation of a of a a representation of the the central theme of the bhagavata purana by Sanatana goswami in his brihat bhagavatamrita So these are, they're all shooting out from the sun of the Bhagavat Purana, from the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the sun that lights the sky and illuminates the message of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But as I said, it already had been presented 4,500 years ago. So we can say that really bringing out the significance of the light of that sun was done by the Goswamis. They truly illuminated the illumination that was available through the Bhagavat Purana uh, for all of our benefit. And Jiva Goswami's contribution is he really establishes. The theology of Gaudiya Vaishnava Vaishnavism at the level, at the theistic and siddhantic level of the other great acharyas that came before Madhvacharya, Ramanuja Acharya. He looks at, he has studied all of those and now. Having also studied Gaudiya Vaishnavism from the older Goswamis, he's now ready to really establish through the Sadrbas the overarching significance of the Son of the Bhagavat Purana, and it's it's extraordinary, as I said, to to really comprehend what's going on here from our perspective is a little difficult in the beginning. What I mean by that is here we are 500 years later, and we're coming into Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and well, what's the question? The Bhagavad Purana is the is the core of, of, of theology. Who would question that? Or, you know, we look to the teachings of the Goswamis. We look to the practice of devotional service under the toolage of a of a of disciplic successions coming down from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the ghost swamis. and we we're situated in a spirituality that that we're practicing and we're fully content with that. Theistically, we we accept that. But to locate Gaudiya Vaishnavism, this new school of of theistic uh, thought of Vedanta in the schools of thought, and establish it significantly so that it stands up with the other schools, this was a the undertaking of the Goswamis in general. And it culminates in the presentation of the Sundarbas by Jiva Goswami. He's coming. He's coming. He was the youngest. He 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 was like a sponge taking in all this knowledge. From the other Goswamis and here he goes and he, he he's presenting this for for the benefit of all lineages in Kali Yuga because this is the methodology of To be employed in this age of man, this methodology of Harinam Sankirtan, and what is this methodology all about? It's all about giving to those who are the most unfortunate, (laughs) those that have come at the most unfortunate time of mankind, the greatest Fortune. Entrance into an understanding of the supreme absolute truth and a and the cultivation of a relationship which is which is off the scriptural map, off the map, falls outside of the jurisdiction of what had been accepted uh, before to a large extent. Um, so now we're, we're looking to, to study the we're going and you're looking to study the, the sandarbas of Jiva to enter into that. And what this study is going to bring to us as students is such a firm grounding in the Bhagavat Purana, understanding what's really the theistic, how we can see the theistic and the theology of the Bhagavat uh, in the Sundarbhas. It cements our, the ground upon which we stand to take up Gloria Vaishnavism. There's no question of of the significance of this in of this endeavor in establishing um, ourselves soundly in spiritual practice. We have to such knowledge is is paramount. Um, Until we ourselves have come to this to the to the later stages of, of our of Sadhana Bhakti, uh, Ruchi, Asakti, until we ourselves are are at the experiential plane and entering into bhava, what we what our practice is based upon is what we are we observe those that are actually deeply immersed in the practice themselves and we hear from them and that hearing nourishes us and it nourishes us because they of their spiritual standing. Which brings us to where we are here. Uh, my time's almost up for this class, but this, what is the qualification to enter into this study? And does does this verse of, of Jivas, this sixth Anucheta, close the door on people outside of the practice of Krishna consciousness outside of the sole aspiration in life of attainment of Lord Krishna. And as I said, it does not. If it did, then Jiva Goswami would not have gone to such pains as to present the theos. Uh, theology of Gaudiya Vaishnavism painstakingly using the theologies and the conclusions that had been accepted by the great theists that came before, the Ramanujas, the, the Madhvas, the conclusions of, of Sridhar Swami, who was viewed uh, by, a, by many as an Advaitin, as somebody that was putting forth uh, the attainment of Brahman as, as the supreme uh, goal in uh, spirituality but it does require the investigator and I want to read a, a couple things uh, here um, what what's at stake here Jeevas saying and is that uh, this is not for somebody that's simply interested in armchair philosophy. We, we have to be able to and willing to enter into it with the entirety of our being. Um, otherwise we're not going to really be able to fully appreciate what the Sundarbans have to offer us. Um, I want to read a a sentence from the commentary here. The entire being must be available to the investigation, our entire being. Otherwise, the truth that it intends to disclose will remain hidden, since that truth lies beyond the knowing capacity of the mind alone. And... We should note that the, this warning, uh, this is extended also to those that are oriented towards Lord Krishna. But within their own devotion, they may have some personal uh, ambition outside of full surrender. That doesn't mean that we may not have some, some conditional uh, uh, interference with our practice. Uh, But what it does mean is um, we need to set aside those things and and dive deeply um, into these sundarbas, into, into, into our practice of spirituality uh, with the intent, the overriding intent. That doesn't mean we may not have some other intents uh, in our practices coming, as I said, from conditioning. But the overriding intent and um, our overriding desire has to be to actually completely and totally fall in love um, with Krishna. Um, not to go to heaven, not to simply be liberated from material life. Uh, this, is, uh, this is what's being spoken of here. So even for some uh, people that put themselves forth as being Uh, devotees, they also must take care to be willing to set aside any egoic um, infringements that come along uh, during their practice, during our practice. We need to be able to set those aside, aside. and and by doing that, uh, sincerely, then we can truly dive into the mysteries of the Sundarvas, and it's going to be one phenomenal uh, experience in understanding the tradition and aspiring to what Gaudiya Vaishnavism has to offer. And there's so much more to say in that regard, but just We'll close with 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 a little peek. Understand that our practice is based on the Bhagawat Purana. And the Bhagawat Purana shines bright. Why? Because it's based on the personal revelation of the author, Srila Vyasadeva, and the speaker, Srila Sukadeva they experienced Krishna. And that experience is our aspiration. That is the goal of our spiritual practice. And if we have any other goal than experiencing that heartfelt emotion of deep love for Krishna, uh, then we're going to have trouble entering into the mystery of the Sandarbas. But we have good association, and we have good examples in our line lives and in our line, and uh, uh, we should be uh, successful uh, in this endeavor. With that, I will end, and if anyone has a question, uh, we can take a couple minutes. I don't want to hold you too long. I do want to thank you so much for taking your valuable time to listen to this class. So if anybody wants to unmute themselves, otherwise, I will sincerely thank you for your association. (laughs) Hare Krishna. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Thank you for your class, Thanks for your class,
1: Danny.
2: Saki or
1: Bhakti?
0: <laughs> Bhakti Ross. Can you hear me? <laughs>